0: When the situation involving the heinous things former Cardinal McCarrick has been accused of shook the church in America, some much-needed action was taken to rectify the situation, only after public pressure was placed on the hierarchy and the Vatican. And that action, it turned out, didn't amount to much of anything at all. McCarrick was reduced to the lay state, and now lives somewhere far from prying eyes of cameras and investigators, almost as if he's not so much in hiding himself but being hidden by the powers that be, so he can continue his work. That sounds paranoid, of course, but that is what it looks like. When this all went down starting in 2018, the Vatican promised the public the files and information about McCarrick's allegations would be made public. Two years have passed, and we still have absolutely nothing. Business has gone on for the Vatican, as usual, and as has their program, and with the affliction and instability gripping the world nine months after the enthronement of Pacamama in the Vatican Gardens, we now have some new information on about why that might be. And that information comes from Archbishop Vigano, of course, and it very much validates what a lot of us have been saying. Vigano gave an interview to Marco Tussati, which he does frequently, and has made the rounds from among the typical sources, like LifeSite News and the rest, and many of us have commented on it already. I'm a bit late to it, but that's because I wanted to give you a different take. I'll give you the highlights here, of course, plus my own thoughts uh, throughout. Vigano begins by calling what the Vatican did in response to his testimony about McCarrick a cover-up meant to silence those demanding for justice, which gave McCarrick total freedom to continue his work if he so chose. Quote, The deception perpetrated through the strategy of proceeding administratively rather than judicially, as well as the decision of Bergoglio to authoritatively confirm the sentence so that there was no further recourse, prevented not only McCarrick's objective crimes from coming to light, but also the responsibility of those who for years contributed to hiding the nature and extent of the crimes he committed, protecting his accomplices and those who, with their silence, have covered up his crimes. In this way, the conviction of the culprit did not clarify the obscure details. As a simple layman, Mr. McCarrick now enjoys a total freedom of movement and action, and he is still capable of intervening at every level, on the ecclesial level, even with those who covered up for him and supported him, in the Vatican and elsewhere, on the political social, and financial level, by means of the people who remained in contact with him and who received favors from him. The reduction to the lay state does not constitute in any way a medicinal punishment. This is only the necessary premise because of the proven indignity of the offender. It does not include any form of reparative penance, nor does it render justice to the victims, but rather it grants to Mr. McCarrick the ability to continue undisturbed in his criminal activity. As usual, I have to be careful with how I quote things here, since this can be a touchy subject, and our hosts don't tend to go for that sort of thing, at least so they say. Vigano describes to his interviewer how the USCCB actually tried to address what we call the McCarrick Problem, a systematic problem where other clergy behaved like McCarrick, and how the USCCB actually tried for once to take proactive measures to address the problem by instituting a lay oversight board for dealing with these problems when they arise, and how the Vatican intervened and stopped the reform effort in its tracks. The bishops cried about synodality when it happened, but as Vigano points out, synodality is only really permitted or tolerated when it doesn't conflict with the current Vatican program, which says a lot in this situation. But it's a bigger issue than that. This is about the authority of the Roman pontiff, and this action to curb the McCarrick problem in the church was almost seen by the power brokers in Rome as a threat to that program of the current pontificate. It's astonishing if you think about it, given the implications. Quoting Vigano, The authority of the Roman pontiff, which expresses itself also through the Roman congregations, cannot obviously be delegated to merely consultative organs that do not have any jurisdiction, and that are not part of the hierarchical structure of the church as Christ instituted it. On this point we need to be clear. However, it is significant that the synodal path, hoped for by the highest authorities in Rome, does not encounter any obstacle, except for the moments in which it risks becoming embarrassing in the media, as in the case of a special commission appointed to receive denunciations against the bishops. This call for synodality is a theme that is dear to the progressive theological current that wants to strip away the hierarchical structure of the church. In this regard, the recent articles of Massimo Fagioli are very clarifying. He is a professor at Villanova University, where on October 11, 2013, then-Cardinal McCarrick affirmed that he had supported the election of Cardinal Bergoglio during the general congregations prior to the conclave, that had been held just a few months earlier and that he had been sp- spoken with a very influential italian gentleman who confided to him that within the span of 5 years the new pope would reform the church it ought to arouse alarm that the same school today is giving disturbing signs of dissatisfaction with the work of bergoglio whose pontificate is defined as being in crisis by deluded people perhaps because the 5 years that McCarrick alluded to have, have not yielded the results they hoped for There was a widespread demand for transparency, even among some of the bishops and cardinals that are not usually men we praise, and it's directly related to what Vigano just said here. An example of this demand for transparency was that Cardinal Reinhard Marx of Germany, who is committed to the modernist movement to establish the ape of the Church of Prophecy, demanded transparency in dealing with the McCarrick issue and was denied. And credit where to do on that. This happened to numerous bishops and cardinals as well, and the reason is because the transparency would threaten the program of the current pontificate. Recall that McCarrick bragged, he bragged, about bending or even breaking the rules of the conclave to get Cardinal Bergoglio elected. That's what Vigano was saying there. You're not supposed to (laughs) engage in that activity at a papal conclave. Now, why did he brag about it? Because McCarrick, as you'll recall, is from the same region of Switzerland that the stonecutters are dominant in, and they have had a multi century program to bring about their subversion, Tiara and Cope, to the church, to make the church in keeping with the values of the world, not the values of Christ. This transparency is in this transparency in the McCarrick investigations would reveal a staggering amount of information about that involvement, and just how organized his St. Gallen group really was, and its connections to the Lavender James Martin Brigade. Vigano riffs on this when he says the following, which I did have to clean up for this, quote, For Bergoglio and his entourage, the James Martin Act is not a sin that cries out for vengeance in the presence of God, as the Catechism teaches. Bergoglio's words on this topic, and even more the actions and words of those who surround him, unfortunately confirm that an operation of legitimization of the James Martin issue is currently underway, and that prelates and theologians are carrying this discussion forward, but manifested without equivocation that they are unfaithful to Catholic teaching. Cardinal Tobin himself, whose embarrassing messages on his cell phone speak for themselves, has clearly stated that he does not agree with the condemnation of that activity as presented in the, in the Catechism, refusing to define it as the Catechism does. And these statements follow Cardinal Tobin's support for the book Building a Bridge by Father James Martin S.J. that has the same content. Thus, we find a cardinal who is a friend of McCarrick lined up in favor of these movements and the Jesuit whom Bergoglio appointed as a consulter of the Secretariat for Communications of the Holy See, even inviting him to speak at the World Encounter of Families in Dublin in 2018 and receiving him in audience, and mostly quote. Vigano goes on to describe the infiltration and subversion of the church by the James Martin Brigade and says that this is at the heart of the McCarrick issue, that it lies at the heart of its power brokering in the church and in the secular world. This is why Francis keeps so many men near him who are looked at by secular authorities in their home countries for unspeakable acts, and that they have been given cushy jobs in the Roman Curia, often jobs invented out of thin air to keep them shielded from the consequences of their actions. These are the sins that cry out to God, and they are being embraced by this pontificate, which is the culmination of decades of activity and isolation of previous pontiffs in order to bring their subversion into full fruit. But it's the political program Vigano refers to as well, because you'll remember that the church condemns unequivocally socialism and communism as being incompatible with the faith. And it was McCarrick, he who was formed in the heartland of the Stonecutters, who crafted the Vatican deal with the Middle Kingdom that Cardinal Zen has spent years now trying to expose, a deal that has led to great suffering of the faithful. But this is cast in an even bigger light as part of the bigger picture of 2020, with the Vatican remaining silent on the issues in the Middle Kingdom and endorsing the push for a single planetary government. He says that, quote, The Bergolian Church is the spiritual arm of the planetary government. End quote. And he says this in relation to these never-ending suppression of your duties and rights in the name of personal safety, with imposed mandates that violate all legal norms and coming down without a challenge. McCarrick, or the spirit of McCarrick, is the author of much of this, and his work in crafting the current pontificate is complicit in it. That is why the Vatican remains silent, and even endorses these measures, and even calls for greater centralization of power in unelected bodies like the UN. Vigano emphasizes this when he's asked a question about the assessment another investigator had on this. Quote, I believe that the answer to his rhetorical question of the Vaticanist Politi can be indisputably affirmative. There is a very strict relationship between the doctrinal crisis of the Church and the immorality of the clergy that scandalously reaches up to the highest levels of the hierarchy, But it is also apparent that this crisis is being used by the ultra-modernist wing not only to impose a non-Catholic morality with a non-Catholic doctrine, but also to irredeemably discredit the Holy Church and the papacy before the faithful and the world through the action of its own leaders. End quote. Many of us have wondered for some time why the Vatican is in deep with the kinds of men we see at the Amazon Synod, and at the UN, men who seek to impose restrictions on the lives of families that fly in the face of the gospel, and against rather basic Christian morality. They are welcomed with open arms at the Vatican, while Catholics who simply want the Catholic faith taught uncorrupted are scorned and called Neo-Pelagian. It is the Novus Ordo Seclorum at work, and the establishment of the ape of the Church is well underway." That at this point can't be denied, and McCarrick was a forerunner of that ape of the church. When you consider the allegations against him, what the ape of the church will look like when it comes to full full fruition is going to be absolutely terrifying. I have a link to the full interview for you on the sources blog, but it's featured prominently on LifeSite, and other commentators have spoken at length about this. My takeaway for you is this. The entire program that I've been exposing, the UN Sustainable Development Program, designed to push the world towards the new Tower of Babel, towards that system of the beast was made possible by McCarrick, and it is inseparably linked to the James Martin issue, which lies at its heart. It shouldn't be surprising when you really consider that we are talking about something that is antichrist to its core. But maybe you disagree. Let me know your ideas in the comments. Pray for the church and for the leaders who are opposed to all of this. Thanks for listening. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.